I thank you kindly for firing up the podcast system. That's cast with me, podcast system. With me, Lovey. And yes, that is my real name. Every episode, I tackle something new in the world of politics, pop culture, race, and the lack of relations. Be sure to subscribe and enjoy every shady moment. Be hashtag blessed, y'all. System. All right, folks. Yeah. So, Sorry. Can go you just, just wait? Go, can you go in? I'm go. I'm in. You better do it right this time. <laughs> All right. So I just played for you. There's a lot of echo because you got the door open. Okay, we're gonna close the door, and I will sweat to death. Sweat to death. Y'all don't know what it's like in this studio. No, it's, it's a like, box. It's a box. It's a hot box. And usually when we walk out of here, is is this the echo? There's we're fine. Okay, but either way, when I walk out of here, I am dripping in sweat. You know what? You're dripping in happiness. Because you're happy because you're with me. All right? Mm-hmm. When you're with me, yes, you sir. are happy. Oh, yes, sir. You know I what? loves it. All right. So, I loves it so that much. I can't even with this guy. One ending, so is Jacob's tenure as my co-host, co-roommate, cohabitant. She's kicking me out of the house. I didn't say kicking out. I just said she kicked me out of the house. There's she an, tried to. <laughs> there was an she, tried, she pulled off. So, she pulled off so many different maneuvers, <laughs> so it would seem like it was my decision, and the fates just made it happen. Now I'm very happy because I'm moving back to New York. Please don't touch the table because right. that echoes. Yes, echoes, echoes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. you know, everything has to be professional, the, right? Face the mic. Yeah. Face the mic. Sorry, listen. Because you're, you're you're next to the mic, and you know. Um, I always put the mic next to me. But but listen. Let me finish the intro. Jeez Louise. But just so y'all know, she's kicking me out. Uh, my Venmo don't work, but you can hit me on um, PayPal or a, a Cash App, and I'll, I'll send, I'll post a link when the episode come out. But he might not even have PayPal accessible because money is owed to it, but that's neither here nor there. The so, money is owed to the Venmo, not to the PayPal. Noted. The, the account just doesn't work with the PayPal. Listen. So we haven't figured... Can we start this episode? I mean, where are we? This is. Are we? We're recording. We're recording. Let me speak. All right. Welcome to what is our norm of living with Brother Jake and Queen Lovey. Brother Jake. I said what I said. You are Brother Jake. Why would you take? I'm not going to take that away from you. Don't take that away from yourself. You've never given me that title before this show. I've literally given you that title. But now it boosts your Yeah, it boosts your your, uh, (laughs) performativity and everything like that. Oh my God. So listen, welcome to the world that is the real lovey. Can you introduce this episode, please? I'm every time I'm trying to introduce this episode, you keep interrupting. We're going on three minutes. He acts like he has somewhere to go. This is where you have to go. I've been expelled from the home, so I gotta go to 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 New York. Okay, let me 
where I will achieve my dreams. Even though everyone hated on me and said I couldn't succeed, I'm going to do it no matter what my enemies have said about me. Go ahead. Okay, so this is what I'd like to call a normal day in the living of our household. I That's not thought, true. Most of them I don't talk to you. Paul, don't admit. Th- that's also true. <laughs> most times. I do not talk to you. My brother <laughs> literally does not talk to me in this okay. house. Okay. I'll come down the stairs and I'm like, I think it's been a couple of days since Jacob has actually spoken to me. Oh, even though he lives in the house with me. But that's neither here nor there. I so, said hi to you last week. You did. I got to say hi to you every day. I would like that. But he, an opportunity presented itself and my mother was going down to visit our brother, Philip, who is in Florida. And so I thought it best if my brother Jacob and I had some time apart so that we could miss each other. And so this First of is- all, I asked for this a month ago. But she was still, you know, off the high of hanging out with Jake Roundtree as one is because I'm an amazing person to be around. And back then she was like, yeah, yeah, maybe we'll let you go. And then now, a month later... Can you keep your volume? Like, we are in a closet. A month later. A month later. Thank you. She decided it was time for me to go. I didn't say put bougie voice on. I just said, don't yell in my ear. Well, that... I was using your voice as you usually do the intros. Yo! And it was time for him to go. Are you saying that I'm like hella bougie? once upon a time... Are you saying that hella bougie on our episodes? I mean, that's just how you do it. Whatever. So can you do the introduction? All right. This is the introduction at this point. Because you keep interrupting. Every time I speak, you keep interrupting. This is the story of our lives. We're going to have to cut a little bit of this because I can't have people thinking I'm this uh, ghetto. But you are. Yeah, but they can't do that. Anyway. Do we even know what we're doing? (laughs) This is what we're doing. This is the good time to Maybe I'll do the intro for today. Goodbye. This is like Andrea Michelli. And so as we we call the past 90 days we have spent together as a family to an end. It's been more than 90 days. As we call these days to an end, we reflect on what we have achieved, what we we have learned, what we have lost. What have we lost? And where we will be going from here. That's some, that's some, that's basically some shit that you was say, beautiful. Right? That, that was basically actually, some shit. No notes. You know what? I'm gonna I'm give you a little silent high five. Dap, 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 I feel like I don't pay attention to you. Dap, dap, dap. So Jacob is heading to Queens. I'm staying here in the Shire. The children are staying here. Matt is staying here. Well, we the children are going to one of their homes in the Cape or you the Vineyard or whatever gonna, it is. Gonna, we're not going to put the children out there like that. You know, I mean, we're not going to put the children out there like that. They earned it after spending all their time on TikTok and video games and Can Jake you sense the bitterness? Can you sense the like hate? I haven't been reading the, the greatest texts of all times and training people for my whole life. And what okay, I and so let let me also put on the table that perhaps Jacob I and nothing. I. Can you give me a second? You did your little intro. I gave you that moment. I echoed it for you. You liked it. I did. I did. I'm not hating on it. Mm -hmm. So Jacob and I have a couple of things that we love together. One of which is rosé, which we've been inviting in for the last hour. The other thing that we really enjoy... What? Go ahead. I'm just speaking the truth. You're snitching. Whatever. The other (laughs) thing that we really enjoy are really beautiful musicals like... Camp. Camp. Yes. Okay, we love that. Don't hate and the greatest musical. showman. The greatest Camp showman. And greatest what? Pretty much those two. I don't know what other musicals you watch together. Uh, right? I'm gonna get you to watch Hamilton at some point because it's coming out this weekend. Uh, maybe. We like so, Rent. 
I like I like Seasons of Love. That, that's that's I used it? to I used to play the Seasons of Love song when I was about to take an exam. It would hype me up. Okay, but first of all, I slept on the street in New York City when I was a kid. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. You slept on the street. Mom and Dad get out of here. Mom and Dad let me out because I went with Jerome and Joseph and Greg and the three of us and Dante. I can't forget Dante. Hi, Dante. And the four of us went out and slept on the street in front of the ne- Neandler Theater. Neanderthal? Either way. The, we slept out. The N Theater. In, we slept. No, that doesn't sound any N-word better. N Theater. Go that ahead. That doesn't sound any better, Jacob. It is what it is. We slept in Times Square on the street and got $20 tickets to see Rent. And I saw the original cast of Rent two times, if not three, with my friends from prep. And the reason my parents let us out is because I was like, well, I'm going with my prep and choke friends. And they were like, oh, you're choke friends? Of course you can go. So that's how I got to you see. You can do whatever Rent. you want with those people. When you're with choke friends, you can do whatever you want. So I did. And I saw Rent. They didn't realize was it was your ghetto choke friends. But, you know, lo and behold. Hello. But, so wait a minute. Yeah. You slept on the street? I mean, we didn't York? sleep, but we got out there. It was like one in the morning and we stayed on the street from one in the morning until the ticket box opened. Which is what time? The ticket box opened at 10 a.m. And then we got tickets for the noon or 1 p.m. show. Oh, my gosh. And then fun. we saw. and But when you get these tickets, you're in the first two rows. Hmm. So that I was in the first two rows. For the rent show. That's pretty... It was freaking amazing. And that was before you were rich. Why you gotta put it out there like that? I mean, I'm not rich, bitch. You got more than me. <laughs> you got more than me. <laughs> Everybody is more than you, Joe. Yeah. Vi- we're gonna have to edit that part. The but um, bumped up. Everyone's got more than you. Yo, back in the day, I had my fair share of money. I'm not gonna knock you. You did have your. Jacob was a hustler. Jacob, yeah. Hustled. Don't forget about no, the days. Wait. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you a story. So when I was in college. My senior year, we had points on our card. Like, you could use points to buy things at the school store and in the school cafeteria. Oh, I know where you're going with this. You know where I'm going with this. So, I was graduating, and I think I had, like, what, 200 points left on my card. Yeah, and you bought up all this candy from the store. So, Jacob was coming up with my parents because, of course, my parents stayed in my apartment for my graduation. So, it was the entire family. It was, like... You, Philip, Christine, mom, dad. Yeah, peep that. Most of y'all don't know this stuff, but like, you know, for us folk, uh, you know, we don't get There's separate hotel. hotels That's that we happening. stayed in. No, we, we we stayed in the dorm rooms. Like so. Thankfully read... you had like a senior apartment kind of thing. That so is. you know, he had space. And 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 the funny thing was, I it wasn't thought it like was people... the most I thought it was the most luxurious thing it ever did. when I when I visited. It it was. We had And I love the campus. Oh my gosh. I fell in love. Oh my god, can you remember though? Like it wasn't even about having with beds. The trees and, and walking around outside. It was beautiful, man. That's when I knew I was going to uh uh you know, college like that. In Maine. Not Bowden though, because you didn't get in. But anyway, let me get back to the story. So whatever. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. So Jacob decided, you know, he said, Well, you have how much Points. This is when he was like truly an economist. I'm not saying he's not now, but back then he was really a businessman. So he said, oh, you have like 200 points. What can you buy there? And I said, well, you can go to the school store and pretty much buy everything you can. So Jacob went and bought all of the candy bars they had left in the entire school store, brought those home and sold them at the high school. So this store is actually kind of apocryphal. So for some reason, everybody 
tells the story of me buying, you know, getting the candy from Lovey and selling it. I ate the candies. Did okay? you really? I never sold the candies. What? Your father is the one who made me an entrepreneur. I love to read books about entrepreneurs. The reason I'm not a millionaire right now is because I was too indulgent to ever become one. You really are, though. Um, so like where I did make money, where I did make a lot of money, was selling water in the streets of New York. Yes, you did. Because and my I father, have the article to show it. We're going to link to the ting. Obviously. We're linked to the ting. And we'll ting, 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 ting. In fact, we should use the photo from that's that for be, the photo. That's going to be that's the photo. that's dad in his white suit. Dapper dad. Dapper dad. Dapper dad. Oh, my God. Who interviewed you? But we can't use my photo because I look bad in that photo. That was a really bad photo. Okay, and you know I'm still out here trying to get something for myself, you know, so I don't have to. Well, you know, we're not going to get into no that. More. We're not going to get into that. You know, I'm trying to be on. You some... look like Childish Gambino right now doing the "This Is America" video. I look good. I'm not saying that looks bad. I'm just saying I'm you just look saying exactly I, like I, the Childish Gambino. You, you know, we're not even we're not even into the episode yet. But let me let me this tell is... you tell you people Moving something on. about making money selling water. Okay, because my father, my father came home one day and was like, Jacob. <laughs> I figured out a way to make money for you because you know I didn't do nothing in the summer but you read really books and, and lay around shit. you know because I'm a diva I'm, I'm royalty you were the ultimate diva royalty. in our entire family it's like that episode in Downton Abbey where, where the lady said something about weekend and she was like weekend because every day is the same for us see okay? and the, the fact that you watch Downton Abbey also is an indicator that you are of a special breed of the round trees okay let's let's be honest here I've lived in your house I don't know how we do it, but you've got a very big, beautiful house. I think I'm gonna have I to think cough the to- now I think the total you. amount of time <laughs> that is clocked in for work is about twenty hours a week for everyone collectively. Somehow we've got like eight big screen TVs. Shut up. You know, we got a jacuzzi. What do you got in the basement? What do you call that thing? Is it a, 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 a treadmill? No, not your treadmill. You know what I'm asking about. Tell the people what you got the in the sauna? basement. The sauna? Okay. Uh, this bougie girl, you know, yeah, yeah, I know. Roddy Raw, Black Lives Matter. I'm out in the streets. <laughs> I'm so fucking done. She's telling people to be on the streets. She's not in the streets. <laughs> I'm so but, fucking um, done. My life was rough. The show is about honesty. Okay, fine. So we're going to put it out there? We're going to put it out there. Let's I, put it out there. I got to put it all out there before she comes out. We're going to put it Before she come out there, come at my name. Listen, because my, so, my shoulders so. are bouncing now. My shoulders are bouncing so now. Go ahead and do get it. ready. Let's do you it. You about it about it? I'm about it. Are you about Let's it about it. it? I'm okay. I'm going to clap my hands. I'm that much about it. You ready? Don't cap your hands on me. Because like, you already got sweat on your nose. You that hot. I know why you close the doors. You know that I sweat. And once I sweat, my mind starts dysfunctioning. I'm sorry, Ma, I can keep my. But anyway, mind so Dad came home one day no, and was like, "I've got the perfect way to make money for you." <laughs> and now I always dreamt of ways of making money. I had all sorts of schemes, but implementing them mm-mm. that that required actual effort. <laughs> That's for other people. You so freaking. That's for uppity. other people. You so. I'm uppity. supposed to be on the boards. So I'm supposed to be CEO. I don't. I don't mm. work my way up. I start at the top. Okay. Let me. Let me just tell you something. Okay. When you born with an IQ this high, let, let me tell you. Wait. Wait. I think this way, is a, no. This is an important detail. And this is going to sound really horrible, but listen, it is what it is, and this is our family, and this is who we are. I still remember our mom saying to us, "Jacob was the only one, the only one that I planned." And I was like, wait, what? It's true, though. No, but it's legitimately true. She literally said he was the only one that she actually planned to have. The rest of us were like, oh, shit. 
Yeah, I got well. another kid. So you were the cho- you were literally the chosen baby. I mean, to be honest <laughs> and, with you, you, my whole life, and, and you and continue I, to and act I'm sorry like to say, it. I'm sorry to say, but every day of my life, people have praised me for being brilliant. And uh, here's the facts: I've always earned every drop of the praise, and it, the praise still ain't even enough. But we're gonna put that to the side because you know we're gonna, gonna, gonna say gonna, the praise even ain't enough. Because I don't even show people what I do. Okay. So they praising me just off, just because, you know. Peripheral like, stuff? Yeah, peripheral stuff. Wait till I show you what I really got. Welcome to our family. Welcome to the reality of the Roundtree family. Like, without, like, 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 dad came over the other day, and I was like, so what you work, what you up to, dad? And he's like, uh, just trying to solve some of the fundamental problems of physics in my head I was like, of course no but that seriously is he our won't father. he won't share with nobody no that's <laughs> legitimately our father i still remember days where you know dad was like so what are you doing and i'm like oh, i'm just hanging out i just want to watch tv and he's like i don't read a book or something and then you remember when he would get out the dictionary and he was like i want you to read pages 20 through 40 and memorize them and i'm like wait what to this day i i'm thir- what am i 32 years old I have all these big block dictionaries that nobody even owns anymore. And I still think there's an obligation on our part to learn every single word in the damn things. And, I, and Jacob, you just saying that reminded me of where that stupid notion came from. <laughs> was the, you know, and I'm like, how many times I have written aardvark on a goddamn <laughs> note card? <laughs> wait, okay. Wait, in our basement, in our basement, legitimately, I have two sets of Encyclopedia, Encyclopedia Britannica's that Dad bought at a thrift shop because, of course, he doesn't. He never pays wholesale. He no. never pays whole price for anything ever, ever. But you know what? Our father mm-hmm. taught us the importance the importance of black excellence. No, he's the spirit of black did. excellence is something that is ingrained in Permeated. us. Permeated. And that's why we carry ourselves like royalty. We are royalty because the spirit of black excellence doesn't just say you get to um, speak about yourself as if you're high and mighty, but you got to work for it every single day. You know, I mean, I used to ride my bike in the in the dead of the summer, you know, the the, the super hot Hot outside summer in New York City in sweat just to get to the library at eight in the morning. So I'd sit there. I could I just read everything. And listen, I, read I everything. As much shade as I will throw at my brother, which I am currently, he was not a kid like any other kid. No. You know, other kids were out on the street in the middle of summer playing and doing things, and Jacob had books from the library on reserve. How many kids did you know at your age at like ten? And, and this is this is the funny duality of it, right? So Jacob actually got his library card revoked <laughs> at multiple or, times, multiple times because he would take out so many books from the library and keep them past due that the library would then put him on notice, revoke his library card, and because he has the same name as my father, they would use he would use my father's card until they realized that Jacob was no longer. Well, like, when it they, makes sense. I remember they one like, time I was there, and they were like, you don't look like a 55-year-old man. And then they'd start my said, dad's I, card. I, and, you know, I played the black card. I said, I've aged well. 
<laughs> not that well. But you know what's funny is like you continued this later in life. So when Matt and I lived in Washington Heights and Matt was finishing med school, the one request that Jacob had when we were leaving the city to move up to Boston, he said, Matt, can I have your ID card? I asked for, for it. I didn't just take it. No, I think you had. I think this is back when. This is what I wasn't were, that noble back then, so no, I'm very shocked. He wasn't that noble back then, I, I but I think, taken it. I think he literally had to ask for it because yeah, Matt had Matt, it in his wallet. So he asked Matt for his dingy. his uh, ID card, and he used that ID card for what, like a month or two? Uh, basically the whole summer. I wrote I wrote a very um, well-received paper on Rousseau that summer using the Columbia Library facilities up in, what, Washington Heights? In Washington Heights. Because it was, oh, a, it very, was a beautiful time. And it was also a very quiet library was, up in the medical school campus. Oh, absolutely. And so Jacob During would the summertime, use, there was maybe five people in yeah, there. So Jacob would use Matt's ID card and obviously would have to cover his face because, you know, Matt's white. Yeah, so and you didn't swipe it. You just showed show the card, your ID card. And I would put my thumb over Matt's face because Matt's white. And, you know, so it wasn't even one of those, like, or you're black, you look like another black guy. Time to think. Right, it was oh, like, just, no, you really don't look I, like this I covered guy at all. up the man's face and I would just flash the card and they let me in. And you know, I always dressed up in one of my father's you were dressed suits to the or something like dressed that. Dressed to the T, dressed to the nine. So they just assumed I belonged there. But wait, what was it? What was the incident that, uh, who was it that caught you? So some, some security guard uh, came into one of the labs and it was what, two, three in the morning or something like that. And you know, the, I don't know if someone had mentioned that, you know, something was wrong. You were awry overly studying. Or, <laughs> or, or if they were just looking around and he said, oh, can I see your card? And I showed the card. And, you know, initially I showed the card in the way that I usually did. I covered up the face. And then he was about to walk out and he was like, probably in his head, he was like, that's a little suspicious that mm -hmm. he happened to show me every part of the card, but, but the man's face. face. So he said, can I see that again? And so, you know, I showed it to him and then he was like, okay, you got to go. <laughs> and, and, and so but, that was the end of that story. He took it, he took it away. And, 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 and But you know how crazy it is to take away, like literally you're sitting studying at a table at 2 a.m. in a library and someone's like, well, I don't trust you now because you have to go. Like, I mean, well, you're studying. Well, obvious. So there's two points to make about this story. One, if I was white, they would never would have asked me. No. Um, two, the fact is, I never cared that the society wanted to treat us differently. I said, you're going to treat me like royalty no matter what. And so I said, I'm going to be a Columbia medical student. And that's all there is to be said about and it. And there's nothing else to be said. There's nothing else to be said. That's I it. wasn't. But I had relations there. I, you know, I knew the neighborhood. You know, I, the, you do you Yola remember Nick? Of course, I remember oh Nick. Nick was the homie. So Nick was the guy who worked downstairs in the building we lived in. And I, I don't even want to call him a doorman because he was so much more than that. Do you remember? We would bring him. That food. was our brother. He, he was, was, and I, I kind of want to go back to find him. He always did the holidays right so yeah. he was always working during the holidays and we would always bring him food downstairs because we hosted thanksgiving in our tiny ass apartment and nix was like i love this but you know the only thing is i don't eat pork and so we would always make special portions of food that yep. didn't contain pork for him because we, i mean i literally love this guy and you know he also used to be you know back in the 80s he was a big time dj yep. in the hip-hop scene and so at the time that I was hanging out with Nick's and I was visiting your place, 
I was super into old school hip hop. You really were. And so, you know, I would always be going to the, you know, the, the record shops, stores and, and, and picking up records and, and, and buying old albums and, you know, and so we would chit chat about that kind of stuff all the time. And, and I learned a lot from I him. I love that guy. He was a good man. I really, but I that, miss Nick's. But that's the thing with New York. It's a million stories, man. Eight million, what do they say? Eight million stories? You know, everybody's got a story. Everyone's got a very interesting story to tell. And that's why you got to keep your ears open. You really do. And everywhere you walk and like our, <laughs> our interactions growing up. And it's funny because I think about the connections that Jacob and I have. How many years apart are we? Well, it depends on who's asking. I you mean, know what? It's probably like, about okay, 30, 40 years. I'm done you with know, you. I'm 32, See, this you're is about 60, This 70. is why I don't ask you shit. Because I ask you a basic question and you want to get real dramatic about it. You know, so Jacob's 32, I'm 41. Cicely Tyson over here. So, <laughs> you said Cicely Tyson? You know, <laughs> let me like 95. Be, I'll look beat like you 30. with my cane. Yeah. I will beat you okay. with my cane. I'm so done with you. Either way, we're about nine years apart, right? So, so Jacob and I had all these weird connections in school. So my best friend in middle school, Kiki, Shaquille. Oh, yes, of course. You remember? You yeah. went to school with Crystal, who was Kiki's sister. Yeah, let me tell you something about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tell me something about, something so, about Crystal. <laughs> you know, they, they, they gave us the school list, you know, when... I think I was in second grade or first mm-hmm. grade or something like that. And they gave us a school list. They gave the parents a school list of who, what the who what kids were going to be in the class. Right. And my mother saw that Crystal Graham was going to be in the class. And, 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 and I shouldn't say her whole name. That's uh, fine. It's fine. It's a little bit snitching. No, but, it's, uh, good, it's good. It's good. But either way, you know, she said, oh, that's Shaquille's sister. You know, Lovey's old best friend. And she said, Make sure you, you 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 stay close to her and and, and you go you good friends with her, right? That's, 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 that's my Haitian. That's a Haitian. Act. I haven't <laughs> I haven't called my mother very much over the past few months. She's listening to this episode, I'm sure. But you know, so my Haitian ice is a little off. But either way, you get the point. And you know, I mean, I must have been eight years old, and I said to myself, she's going to 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 learn from me. Oh okay? God, I don't learn from them. I, they learn from me. Welcome to my, the world of my brother. Mm-hmm. So, yes. So, but she's a wonderful person. No, she's I love, amazing. I love and Crystal. That I love whole, Kiki. They're both the whole people. family. The, the whole, whole family. family wonderful is people. Freaking incredible. And Kiki right now is actually, I'm going to do a little shout out. She mm-hmm. is doing Kayla Moore. She makes her own um, music, original music. And I remember even in middle school, she would write music for us and we would sing it and perform it during performances. And she actually has a CD out and a book out. On how to make your own music. Yep, she teaches songwriting. She teaches songwriting. She teaches, song, she teaches people to, how to. Literally, just boom. yesterday, I was saying we should shout out, you know, I Kayla do, Moore, Kayla Moore, Kayla Moore, and That's I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm name. gonna tag it. I'm gonna do all that stuff because she is amazing, and I remember still. That's so funny that literally just yesterday I was saying to myself, f- we need to shout out. Okay, this is the freaky. This is the freaky thing about the two of us, and almost the reason why I kind of sometimes want to kill you because I think you know too much about me and you're too much in my head. Well, that's probably you wanting to kill yourself. I don't know what that's about me. Yes. Anyway, we are literally <laughs> too much. I'm done. Is that too much? It's too much. It's too much. We're gonna cut it. No, we're not gonna cut it. We don't cut shit here. Anyway, so so there's that connection, and then there's also the other connection, which. The other day, I recorded an episode with Josh Rodriguez. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Who was, I'm in, we were in a program called Prep 9. 
And I was an advisor in the program, which is like you're like a mentor and you help kids who are younger than you because they're coming up through the same path you went through. And so my mentee was People Josh. know what an advisor is, Lovey. Yo. Go ahead. I mean, most mm-hmm. people do. Advice. What could that be? Like, I'm just making this, you know, palatable for everyone. Anyway, so my advice. Respect your audience. (laughs) Yeah, I'm done. I was an advisor, which means someone who aids another in their pursuits. I am like, this is the part. This is the part. Where did you read that off of Webster's? (laughs) Just go ahead. Right, because dad made me study Webster's and memorize it, so I can't help myself. Mm -hmm. So I was an advisor, (laughs) and Josh was my advisee. And lo and behold, years later, Jacob joined the program, and guess who his advisor was? Da, 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 da. Josh. Josh. And so Josh and I recently did an episode about one of our classmates, well, Jacob's classmates, yeah. Colin. And Colin, and this is, I think, why we're all so super excited today, because we just found out today, yes, praise be, that Colin and Yeruj were both um, granted bail which they had been granted before but the appeal process had to go through because the bail was rescinded and then it had to go through the appellate court blah 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 and the appellate court basically upheld the original judgment that they had the right to bail and so um so they're both going home they're both going home tonight and they're going home on bail i mean the case is not done but this is a huge monumental accomplishment for everyone and we were just super excited and this is literally what we found out two minutes before we walked into the recording room yeah i was walking down the cell i said they got bail and i was like they got bail I said, they got bail. <laughs> so we're screaming throughout the house they got bail and well that's how they talk in this house usually yeah we while scream. i'm trying to like read rousseau and hegel it. you know what do you pay the do you pay the mortgage nobody ever walks to another person's room no i don't pay the mortgage but you know where you know what? I don't live here no more. So, you know, <gasps> those kinds of things don't mean nothing. First of all, me. you haven't left yet. Second of all, who bought the plane ticket for you to go? We're going to do that. So it's all about money with y'all. Here we go. It's I knew all about money with y'all. I knew it was coming. Some of us are out here about love Hustling. and fight. Love <laughs> and fighting for the common man. Selling water. And- Hustling. We never even, you know, this is all a tangent from the damn water story. This is a long. Do you not? Do you like how I brought it back, though? Yeah, I know you brought it back. I, brought I it taught back. you how to bring it back. What are you talking about? I'm the, I'm the I... senior sibling. I taught you. Okay, people. Um, I taught him. First of all, I learned dialectics. Dialect the black dialectics, which is what you're seeing here. I thought you were going to say invented. Dianetics, and I was like, you mean like on the subway that they used to sell the Dianetics? Or you mean like Scientology? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Oh, no, Tom Cruise back at, Never mind. But <laughs> di- black dialectics Thank you. was invented by me and Colin 20 years ago. Here we go. This is before you and I even talked like that. You were a mean person back then. Wait a minute. How did you not realize that maybe you were the mean person and I was the kind one no, and I just you, felt intimidated by you? Because you wasn't like super skinny and fabulous back then. <gasps> so, so you weren't happy. Um, I was always super skinny and fabulous, and so I was always happy. Um, that's also true. I, I definitely did not eat enough food back then. Anyway. <laughs> Either way, mm-hmm. Colin and I, you know, that's one, one of the reasons why he's my brother, because he really helped me become the intellectual I am today 
and I love that man. And so, you know, we're going to be fighting for this brother. Philosophize me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Till but the dying day. Just to bring it back to the water story. So dad came home. He told me, you know, you're going to have to, you know, I got this new idea to make money selling water on the road by Brookdale. <laughs> and Brookdale is like... The hospital in Brooklyn where you don't want to go. It's basically the to gunshot die. wound hospital. Yeah, know. I was born it's, there. It's, Thank you. Well, yeah, it does some other things too. But, um. The horror. I'm clutching my fake pearls. But either way. Mm hmm. And when I heard that idea, you know, to do anything for me is just a crazy idea in any the first kind place. Of freaking it, manual labor is Any kind much. of movement. Um, Literally. That isn't turning a page or scrolling up and down on a, you know, I was like, oh my gosh. Lifting a wine I glass. I can't believe this. And I went out there the first day and I made $90, I think, in like two or three hours. And I said, oh my gosh. Jacob, you came and home with cash. It was, it was one of those money. things. It was one of those things where it's like, you know, the movies where all of a sudden you get the montage and they're playing the money song by um, whatever the group is. You know what it is? The, the you were Wolf OJs. of Wall Street. It was Wolf of Wall Street. You were the Wolf of Wall Street without the cocaine. And you can... And millions of dollars. But, but you, you had cash. I mean, listen. We made a lot of cash. Jacob came home every day and it was, it was like a stripper's dream. There was money coming out of shirts and pants and all of it was a little too weirdly wet and I didn't kind of want to deal with it but it's a lot of money. He made he and dad made enough money to pay for I think your first year of college at Colby. The last three years. Right. And then the article in the Daily News came out that summer prior to you New going York to Post. Colby. New the York New, Post. New York Post. We were on page three of the New York Post. No, you were on the cover. I have the I have the paper downstairs. Was it on the cover? You were on the cover. Dad, the, there was a blip on the cover, and then the full spread okay, was the on the Okay, full spread on page third, but that's and page dad, three full. Dad was a full page. Dad yeah. was in a white suit because yeah. dad. And you were there grinning. They really got you grinning like... Well, dad is the one who got them to do the story because, you know, because it was Brookdale Hospital where I was selling water. And I think actually the day that he spoke to the reporters who then ended up doing the story, I wasn't there that day. Um, then they came to the house. He saw some reporters, you know, covering the latest person. Yeah, some, something had, something tries to happen. And he started talking to them about me. And, you know, at the time I was just about to start college and, you know, you know, I was interested in eye banking and, and all this kind of you stuff. Really and were. he started telling them, you know, the whole storyline. And he sold it because me, I wouldn't talk to, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't talk to people. You wouldn't literally talk to family. No. At all. No. Like, we're not being like coy. This is he literally talked to no one. I family don't. would come to the house and they're like, Jacob, come down and say hi. And he's like, no, no. Which is like your son Silas. Silas is exactly like that. It, it run, it, it, we got genes like that. But you anyway, know, Silas is like you speak through my mother through me. That's it. And so Dad set it up, and you know we we hooked it up. We did the the um Daily, the post interview. the New York Post interview, which then also led to an Opal? interview with Glenn Beck on CNN. That was great. I still I think I have the. I have the audio for that. You, I have to find it. Well, the transcript is still available online. You can you can track down the transcript. Like even when you said, "Huh?" Yeah, yeah, they got okay. the whole transcript. Mm -hmm. So Glenn Beck interviewed Jacob and talked about you know his uh, business savvy, 
mythology. Yeah, and the enterprise and all that. Right, and then it led to you getting an internship at... Bear Stearns. But here's where it gets funny, right? Mm. This is where the, oh, so I'm just black, black. Jacob calls me and says, so I got my internship and they, you know, they told me where I'm working and I'm like, oh my God, you're at Bear Stearns. That's amazing. You know, what, what, uh, what location in Manhattan is the, the office? And Jacob's like, well. They put me in the back office in Brooklyn. It's the back office in Brooklyn. And I said, oh, I didn't realize they had a Brooklyn. So they had, so they had had all the interns come in. uh, All the no, 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 no! All the interns, all the interns from mm-hmm. all across the Bear Stearns division. I forgot about this part. And they they had um, us all come in to the Manhattan office, and you know I was riding high because you got to know at the time I was a great student of Wall Street. I, I knew everything about Wall Street. I, it was Ace Greenberg himself who had f- seen the article. Ace Greenberg is the founder of Bear Stearns. And is the one who called you in, basically told his team to bring me in as an intern. And I remember I showed up and I met with the head of human resources. And before I met with that guy, you know, I sat there and I I read for hours in the cafe downstairs about Bear Stearns and all their operations. And how old were you at the time? I was probably 17. Right. Because this is before college. This is before college. Well, maybe I was 16 because it was the summer before I, my senior year in, right. in, in high school. No, no, no. It was the summer. It was the summer uh, Prior right before, to going right to before college. Right. right before Colby. And so, you know, I read everything I could about what Bear Stearns was doing. I, you know, I knew the back history, but I knew all the latest things. And so I met with him. Of course, I blew this man's mind. And, you know, I ran the dialectics with him. We talked about every, you know every aspect of the business and what I was interested in doing long term and what I thought Bear Stearns was doing that was cool and interesting. And I asked them about, you know, the risk of their China investments and everything like that. And this is the head of HR. And so I thought I killed it. You did. And of course I did. Obviously, my you're a Roundtree. Is, my name is Jake Roundtree. You're a Roundtree. Let's not, we don't have to add in the extra. Yeah, well, well know, anyway. But, uh, you know, I carried the name. Then when I came in for the orientation, it mm-hmm. was... A lot of white kids and some black kids and, you know, we're all wearing suits looking super dapper and we're all, you know, at the main location. And then, you know, they give them the orientation about, you know, to all the interns. And then, you know, at a certain point, they tell people where they're going to be located. Hmm. And I end up having to get on a bus and get trooped down to Brooklyn to be in the back office. Running numbers. Basic, the, the the stuff I was doing was, you know, you know, and 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 in in fact, you know, just thinking about it, it, it it's it really kinda upsetting. Kind of made me tear up a little bit thinking about how overqualified I was. No, it's upsetting. No, For honestly, it. it's upsetting because when I think about it, and I and I thought about it back then, but obviously it wasn't in such a strong way. And I thought, damn, they really just shuttled all of the black kids to Brooklyn. To the back office to do filing. Y'all did filing. They had all of the white yeah. kids 
all of the white kids in the inv- investment banking in the office. investment banking office working doing on mergers and acquisitions on long term investments. They were doing diversification of IPOs, investments. Um, you I, know, you know IPOs, uh, um, all that kind of stuff. Emerging markets, all yep. of the things. Yeah, guess what? We know these things because Jacob and I, our whole family, is pretty knowledgeable about this stuff. But no matter what, but, you did everything that you needed to do, and they put you on a bus. And yeah, they I mean, shuttled I, spent, you. I had spent the past 10 years of my life reading every everything. single day. Reading everything. Reading between 50 and 100 pages about business and economics. And I can vouch for that. And, and I usually... was a top economics student in class. You know, I, I studied every everything. aspect of finance. In fact, when I was doing the job, at Bear Stearns, you know, in the dividends, because basically what the dividends office did was it moved, it, it sent payments around. It sent dividend payments around from, you know, the banks to the um, owners of shares. And that's all we did. So there was no, you know, nothing sophisticated about it. And so, you know, it was very humiliating. And, and trust me, I was. Yeah. And similarly, I remember having done the same work I worked at the Carnegie Corporation in the investments department when I was in college. So you had preceded me in a way because you had done that prior to even going to college. I worked in the investments office. Yeah, I was office. jealous. I was like, they should have hired. I said, no, why like, did I hire her? They should have hired and, me. And I remember I worked like crazy hours. I think I worked from, you know, seven in the morning until 10 p.m. every night. And if I worked really late, they'd send me home in a cab. But most of the times I try not to make a big fuss and I was like, oh, I'm good. I'll just take the subway. And I would read on the train and the bus to get home and I'd get home around midnight and then, you know, basically sleep, get up in the morning and come back to work in, in, in the, in the AM. And I worked with a guy who I went to college with because I was hired for this internship by a trustee at Bowdoin who I adore. She was amazing. Ellen Schumann. She was really, she was a great mentor. But she hooked me up with another alum of Bowdoin who basically wanted to see me fail. Mm. So at every turn, she would say, hey, you know, Dave, can you show Lovey how to use Bloomberg to do some um, economical research on the investment trends of this, that and the other, you know? And he would say yes in front of her face. And the minute she would leave the room, he looked at me and he was like, you're on your own. And he'd walk out. And I'm like, how the hell am I supposed to learn how to use Bloomberg on my own? I've literally never done this before. Ever. And he left me out to dry. And I'm telling you, Jacob, that summer was probably the most stressful and painful summer I'd ever experienced because all I wanted to do was perform and do a good job, but I had no kind of guidance whatsoever. And so to think that you who actually had more of a skill set than I did, wasn't even given the opportunity to end up in the place that I did. You see, this is the thing, you know, um, in my life, you know, some people have said that I'm arrogant or whatnot. Here's the difference between the life that myself and my sister and people like us have lived and the life of very privileged white Americans is we will be super overqualified for positions and still no one looks at us. 
Ever. Right? Because the only way I got that Bear Stearns things was not because, and all my teachers knew this, was, was not because I was super uh, knowledgeable about the business world, but was because uh, it was a cool story about some kids selling water in the streets of New York, you know, and it was kind of the cool thing for that day. And so somebody it's, was interested in it. It screams of the modern day, and I hate to say it, minstrel show, right? We became... It was like, oh, it's an it's a highlight of look at this black person who can do this wonderful thing well, and make money. Not necessarily minstrel show, but more kind of charity case. You know, it's like uh, a safe charity case. Yeah, you know, oh, you know, we're gonna do something nice. You know, this guy, but he looks non-threatening. But at the end of the day, there aren't. They still shipped you off. The awards and the recognition that you deserve, and so you have to pump yourself up. You have to tell the world who you are and what your worth is. Because you can't wait for the world to recognize you. If you do, you'll die before you are ever known. And that's, I think, really the lesson uh, for not just this year, but for the whole experience we've had in America for all of us together, right? And that's what we mean when we talk about black excellence. And it, so when, and, and I have yeah. to add, but when you see people, black people specifically, who are proud, who are confident, who, you know, as I like to call it, peacock around, there's a reason that they do it. They and just, trumpet their achievements. That's yeah. right. They deserve to do it because you have no idea what it took for them to get to the point where they could showcase themselves in the spotlight. If you watch the documentary done about Toni Morrison, you will see what happened when she received the Nobel Prize for Literature. Okay? The number of comments that came after taking away from her moment of shine and her moment of fame, fame are heartbreaking. And it reminds me of the story that you're telling, Jacob, of... You know, you did everything and more than most of those other kids did to get that internship. And even after meeting with the people who said that you were qualified, what did they do? They bust you off to the back door area of Brooklyn to say, here's some papal pencing, you know, pencil pushing work. We don't want to actually see you. We don't want to acknowledge that you really exist, but we want to be able to say that, hey, we brought these really amazing black we kids in. We picked up this Negro off the street and right. we helped him out. We took a photo op and then we sent you on your merry way. And you got to remember, at the time, I almost threw the thing away because, of course, I was making... I remember. At the time, I was making more money selling water than I, than I could possibly no, you make actually, the, the Bear Stearns internship. And I thought the actually, internship was disrespectful. You actually were. And, and I was very close to throwing it away. In fact, I don't know why I didn't throw it away. I think I just, just the idea of having that a new experience was, was the only thing that kind of attracted me. But, but it, and the, the connection to me, because that's the what, me today would never take something like that. No, but you know what it is? The you today might take the initial offer, but when you realize that that's what they were sending you to, you'd walk away. And it's, and in that same documentary that I was talking about for Toni Morrison, she mentions, and they all mention that James Baldwin said, and he didn't get the recognition that he deserved during his time. He never did. 
You know, it wasn't one of those, it wasn't a thing until after he passed away. And during his life, he said, I deserve an award. Yeah. And you know, it's funny when you hear people say that and they're like, I deserve an award. It sounds so um, self-centered and elitist. And no, if you know that you are great, if you know that you produce great work, if you know that you put out more than anyone else possibly could and suffered more than anyone else could, God damn it, you deserve an award and you should be given one and you should be praised and celebrated and loved and cherished and put on a pedestal. And and the fact that the structures that we have don't acknowledge those people who are doing that great work doesn't mean you lose the right to say to yourself, I am doing great work. I am benefiting my community. You know, I, 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 I sit through the commencement addresses every year at Harvard. Yeah. And I was realizing, you know, for the very elite and privileged people in this society, there are so many structures in place set up to award you for anything you do. But for the vast majority of people, let's say you're just taking care of the kids in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. right? Or you just, you're always making sure everybody's having a good, you know, uh, barbecue, you know, th- barbecue throughout the summer or, or something like that. There's no awards or recognition for you. Who's recognizing you? Who's appreciating you, right? And so we build our own ways of recognizing and appreciating ourselves. And that's what Black excellence is about. And I tell you what, it's going to go mainstream. And when it goes mainstream, the mainstream won't know. Uh, We'll realize that what it thought was excellence was never really excellence until it really knows Black excellence. Because we're coming out of the shadows. We're coming out of the dark. We're letting the world know who we are. And there and I and I have to say, because and let me also mention that this episode that Jacob and I just recorded was not planned. It just felt right. And we did it. And I'm thinking about it. And it makes me think about the people in our life and in both of our lives who have made such a difference and didn't have to. You know, and I immediately think about my godmother, Monique. How do you know I was thinking about Monique because when I just was talking about... Jacob, I said, because, who throws the bar? You know, Because, hello? Where's the awards for Monique? Where's the awards for my father, right? The first black person to go to UVA. No acknowledgments for this man. This man thinks about the problems, the fundamental problems of physics while he's gardening for yeah. fun, Okay. But because he didn't do all the hoity-toity things and because society wasn't structured in such a way that he could really shine during his time. His name is not, his, his name last is name not is not venerated. Kennedy. It's not, it's not a, a Fitzgerald. It's not a whatever, you know, Merrill Lynch. It's, it's a Roundtree. And a Roundtree is the Roundtree name. name is royalty as much as the Kennedy name is we royalty. Have, we have recreated the Roundtree name to be royalty, not the slave name that was passed on to us, but we have recreated our family name is royalty from our grandfather, from our great-grandfather, and those who came before him and those who exist today. From the Desir family, Our godmother, Monique, who literally is a second mother to me, if not a first. From my own mother. The Bienvenu The Bienvenu family. You have a family that came from Haiti with nothing and created everything. You know, we have people in our family who are judges, 
who are doctors, who are nurses, who are, you educators, know, educators, everything, you know, spiritual leaders, everything. We are a family. We are a people of so much more than we are recognized for. Yes. And I love to just take a moment to appreciate that. And we got we got to shine light on ourselves. We have to shine light on because ourselves. Because if we don't shine light on ourselves, ain't nobody else going No to do one it. else will. And so it may sound selfish, it may sound arrogant. Arrogant, but it is what it is. We are who we are and we are an amazing people. And I love my family and I love who we are and I love who we become and I love who we are going to be. Absolutely. And that is how I'd like to And yes, Yes. Did so we open with this song? We or? open with this song, but I think we need to we'll read, read some of the lyrics need, because I think it's so spot on. So, and, and, and this sounds really. Listen. Oh the, shoot! I'm going to lose all my street credit. No, no, no! You're not going to lose your street credit. So let me give a little <laughs> a quick backstory. When I was in grad school, and this is the other thing, like I've always worked every every sector of my life from the time that I was 12 on probably 11 onwards I've worked I've held a job some people in my family mentioned Jacob haven't but I have worked at every part of my life because I've that's earned just, more money than you but go you've ahead. done different things to earn more money and I've I've just literally worked every so when I went to grad school and I was at Harvard I got a job in a movie theater at an independent movie theater in Waltham Mass and one of the movies that came out was called Camp and it it is what it sounds like. It's a movie about kids going Definitely to camp. Campy. <laughs> and it's campy, and the kids are from New York, but they're diverse kids, right? So you got the, the, the black kids, the gay kids, the um, all the kids. This, the show ends with a song called Here's Where I Stand. And I'll read the lyrics. Um, Here in the dark, I stand before you. This is my chance to show you my heart. This is the start this is the start i have so much to say and i'm hoping that your arms are open don't turn away don't you need me but you have to hear me here's where i stand here's who i am love me but don't tell me i have to be here's who i am i'm what you see you said I had to change, and I was trying, but my heart was lying. I'm not a child any longer. I am stronger. Here's where I stand. Here's who I am. Help me to move on, but please don't tell me how. I'm on my way. I'm moving out. That's it. That's it. That is the beginning lyrics to the song, Here's Where I Stand, by Tiffany Taylor. And with that, I say thank you, Brother Jake, for sticking with me, for supporting me through this journey of this podcast. For this, And, you know, it's been glorious. It's also been a little stressful. But it's been glorious. <laughs> it's been a glorious fight. And, and and that's all we can do. And that's who we are. Is, is keep striving for excellence. And that's all we're going to do. From here on out. Thank you guys so much. This has been a blessing. I can't wait to continue on with you. Continue the fight. Continue to look into yourself. And to support others around you who are doing what's right. 
Peace out. Thank you to our host, Clovercrest Media Group, Kev from BK for our visual arts, and the fire intro song, Filthy, by TVP Records. Cast system.